when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I am uber excited. I have a great repeat guest. He's one of my buds, and he is a, a master of interviewing skills and a whole bunch of other things, but he's not really good at negotiating, but uh, I think he's getting better at it. His name is Chris Voss, and he has been on the show before. He's been on episode 343 and 409, and he's the Chris Voss from the Chris Voss Show, where he's gone from basically doing product reviews on YouTube to now interviewing some of the biggest and best authors about books on history, about politics, about religion, uh, culture. I, Chris, the stuff you've been doing, man, has just been amazing. I'm really impressed with your show. How are you doing, man? Hey, thanks uh, thanks for having me on, Brian. We certainly appreciate it, man. Your show is freaking awesome. This is like the third time I've been on. Does that count the intro I did for you? And yeah. Well, actually, it's the stuff? fourth if you count the intro. Fourth? Is yeah. the fourth? Do I get yeah. a robe like SNL or something like that? Do I get you that? Do, you do. If you get Maybe to the fifth, you have to get to the fifth, though, man. And um, yeah, so you, you kind of <laughs> pivoted. I mean, you went from doing these reviews of these products and stuff and, and heading out. Now you've got this interview show. And now you're writing a book too. So you're you're becoming a man. I, are, have you started smoking a pipe and wearing like a you know one of those kind of uh, cloths and sitting? Uh, in the chair? I have. I've become a uh, what's the, who's that one guy that we met years ago? There's a picture of me with him. The the Dosakis man. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Things or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I mean you know I I raised a Forbes top fifty social media influencer for so many years and all those awards that I got being a top rock star on social media. And, uh, you know, we did the review thing uh, where we had the review blog and, and just talked about social media for about 10 years. And then we, you know, we had the podcast for 12 years along with the Chris Voss show. In fact, it just turned 12 years this year. And they grew uh, up so quickly this month. Yeah. It's weird to look back on it. 4,000, 4,100 pieces of uh, video and, and then blog posts. It's crazy to look back on. And, um, so yeah, I, I uh, you know, in 2020 we started doing interviews of top media people and uh, the hottest newest book authors, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been quite the journey, quite the fun, and uh, of course we've had you on the show, I think mm -hmm. at least twice. Yeah, and, uh, and have lots of fun. So thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Oh man, it's a pleasure. So the the thing I don't think a lot of people know about you is. Even before you started all this, you were an entrepreneur. I mean, you started and ran companies, and some of them succeeded, some of them failed. So you've got a lot of experience in that realm, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I started my first company at 18, got the self-employment bug, and uh, once you get that drug shot in the arm, man, it's you, you keep coming back for it. It's, it's hard to get off it when you've... Uh, 
you've got that self-employment thing, man. It's hard to work for other people after that, especially if you're like me. You know, I don't work well with other people, so I have to be my own boss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's many people. I think it's Mike O'Neill with the Solopreneur Hour who calls himself uh, proudly unemployable. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he he's a good dude. But um, it's uh, one of those things where my wife says, you cannot play in that sandbox anymore, <laughs> meaning the corporate sandbox. And she is so right. I can't do it. Um, yeah. And I could not imagine you sitting at a corporate meeting deciding which donuts to get for the next meeting because you don't eat donuts anymore either. Well, plus you analyze, I mean, at least to me as a self-entrepreneur, but I think a lot of people do that too. They, they, they know what leadership is. They know, they know how to be good entrepreneurs or, or at least they maybe sometimes they think they do. I think I did that from time to time. And when you work for other people, you're, you're constantly analyzing going, you're my boss, you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I've worked for some people that I'm just like, seriously? How did you ever make it in management? Did you fog a mirror or something? What's going on? Yeah, some people can just fake it until they make it, you know? And, yeah. and it, it's, I mean, being a manager is one thing. You know, some people, I think one of the, the biggest mistakes that a lot of companies make is they get their greatest salesperson. And they say, okay, now you are going to become a leader. You're now oh, going to be the sales manager. And it's like, yeah, they're really good at selling things, but they're really yeah. bad at dealing with people that's a, that's a hell of a way to kill a thing yeah so yeah over over 35 years i built a lot of companies uh i think we owned at one point about 27 different corporations uh we uh had a little empire of companies before the 2008 recession and then we mm -hmm. had zero uh and so i've written this book called beacons of leadership and it's a book where uh, I talk about uh, leadership. I talk about some of my adventures and stories of being self-employed. It's a little bit Harvey McKay-ish, uh, Swim with the Sharks, but where the naked man who offers you the shirt off his back, where I've intertwined uh, lessons on leadership, the top five things about leadership with uh, some of my stories that can help entrepreneurs or help CEOs. We've kind of blended it together. So I wrote this book called Beacons of Leadership, Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get you can uh, go take a look at it at beaconsofleadership.com and uh, what I try to impart is just all these great cool stories that people loved over the years of mine some of the different really uh, interesting things that I did uh, there was there were times where uh, at one point my 22 year old uh, uh, best friend uh, brother if you will from another mother mm -hmm. and been partner of 13 years walked into my office and said, I've run one of the companies in the ground and bankrupted so all of our empire of companies will come down and you're not gonna make payroll on this company by Friday in four days. And here's the keys, I'm out of here. I'm done being an entrepreneur. Wow. Uh, have fun with that and it will absolve me of all the debt that we've acquired. Yeah, man, I hear you. And, you know, one of my favorite memes that I've ever seen is it's like two pictures. One is, like uh, Cleopatra being carried on one of those thrones, you know, where you got four people sitting there on, on each arm and, and this is leader one, you know, this is leadership. And then the second one is the people in the company sitting in desks on rollers and the leader is actually pulling them. And yeah. to me, that's what leadership is really about, is that you're there to make everybody else successful. You're not there to kind of show how successful you become. And I think that's one of the, you know, the key differences between what people get out of leadership and what they expect out of leadership. In other words, you, you learn how to make other people successful versus being sitting up on this throne, right? 
Mm-hmm. In fact, you nailed one of the points they talk about in the book. True leaders pull people. They're the people when they go into battle, they're running on the right horse, moving into battle, and people follow them. Uh, you know, managers push people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you say anyone can become a leader, not everybody wants to become a leader. But, you know, if you get thrust into it, you know, it's it's like uh, and, and you bring up the battle thing. It's like all of a sudden your lieutenant gets shot, you know, and, and you're next in line and, and you've got to take over the platoon and save them. Um, you know, that's an extreme version of it. But that stuff happens in business every day, right? Yeah, it definitely does. And and part of it is to impart to people that uh, we talk about the concept of a lighthouse and a beacon, which is the title of the book, and there's a little lighthouse in the front of the book, mm-hmm. Beacons of Leadership. And we talk about how uh, whether or not you realize you're a leader, you know, I mean, even a parent doesn't realize that they are a leader to their children. Yeah. But you, you need to realize the influence and impact you have, whether you realize you are a leader or not, you are having influence and impact to the people that are watching you as that beacon, as that lighthouse on the hill that they look to you for, uh, what is he communicating? What is, what are the morals? What are the aspects that he's uh, communicating through his character? Mm-hmm. And what does that tell me and the decisions that I make? And so we talk about that in the book and why it's on the cover. And, uh, you know, whether you're a leader or not, uh, you influence people. And you, you know another aspect about this that, that popped into my head the other day because I knew this interview was coming up as I was walking my dog. And I was thinking, you know, she really, there's a trust. I trust her so far. She trusts me so far. And really, even with a dog, with kids, with your business, I mean, you have to set boundaries. You have to understand, you know, what to expect from them, what they can expect from you, and what is acceptable and what is not, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I try to teach my dog to, uh, you know, sit and look at bunnies rather than chase them, uh, even though her instinct goes, I need to kill it, I need to kill it, <laughs> you know? But um, you've got to, as a leader, you have to determine what those boundaries are, communicate them well, and, and let people know what to expect, right? Yeah, I mean, you really do. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you've got to build on trust. You've got to be passionate. You got to have a vision, mm-hmm. and uh, integrity, trust, ethics. These are some different aspects that we talking about in the book, and uh, some of it we play into some military stuff that that is really interesting. Uh, you know, you look at the military. The military has incredible leaders, and like you said about uh, Layla, your your puppy. Um, you know, there has to be that bond there of trust because people have to see you as a leader. And if you fail them, and if if you if you don't keep that frame, mm-hmm. they're 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 going to abandon you, and they're going to be like, uh, "You're a poor leader," and, and I'm not going to follow you. And maybe they will follow you as a management position, where you're like, "Well, I got to do what this guy says, or he'll fire me." Right. But you know, when you look at the military, they do extraordinary things with leadership because. You know, you're 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 willing to die for your country and the cause, and and you know they're they're taking people into real battle and real death, and they have to motivate people to want to go to that level. Mm-hmm. So we talk a little bit about that in the book um, to share with people. But a lot of us, you know, need to realize that we're we're influencing, we're being leaders sometimes in a lot of our cases, and uh, whether or not you want to be a leader. You should really think about how do people see me as a leader and maybe I should, uh, maybe I can be better. Mm-hmm. 
So you have um, you talked about the top five aspects of being a leader. Can you list those out? What are they? So these are my uh, my opinion uh, based on my experience. I've had mm-hmm. a few different uh, arguments. So, uh, but but these are the ones that I feel after my thing. And I and I as I go through the book and list out the things. So the beacons of leadership that we have, the top five in order of importance in my uh, experience, is number one, passion and personality. Um, Number two, vision and innovation. Number three, integrity, trust, and ethics. Number four, communication, being a salesperson. Uh, and number five, character. Those are the five uh, tops, and we can get into them if you want. Yeah, no, those are important. And I think everybody has to have a mix of all of them. If you were to pick one of those and say that you had the um, – biggest lesson running a business which one would it be it'd be vision i think it's because that's the longest chapter there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stories about a lot of stories throughout the whole book too about vision and and some of my success in life are about having a vision having you know operational awareness um and some of the different things we talk about in the ceo toolkit some of the different things that i you know every every ceo or every successful leader has got like a kind of a toolkit an, an axiom box of where they go into it and they, mm-hmm. they, they, they kind of have their little programs they run. And so that's what helped me in a lot of different jams or in, in, to be successful or to innovate my companies. There's a lot of innovation chatter in there and how I innovated. And uh, so I get into all those different deets and uh, as the kids like to say, mm-hmm. share them with people. And I, I don't know if they're, they, they'll adopt them, but uh, they, they def- there's some stories about how they definitely did some incredible things for me. Well, it's always good to be aware of them. And when you talk about the CEO toolbox, as soon as you say toolbox, the first thing I think of is screwdriver. And I know a lot of leaders who drink way too many screwdrivers oh. rather than use them. Um, but uh, what are some of the things in your CEO toolbox? So some of the different toolbox uh, is aspects of character. And they're broken down to integrate with the top five uh, beacons of leadership, the passion, the vision, et cetera, et cetera. So a uh, vision, innovation, uh, uh, resilience, character, um, you know, going through different experiences where, um, where you're, where you're trying to recover from losses and some of the different ways that you approach it. Uh, one of my favorite stories is the uh, crazy Ivan that I took from, um, uh, where I took from, uh, oh, what was that movie with, uh, Sean Connery, Red October, and doing crazy Ivans where you're constantly re- reanalyze your stuff. One of the problems a lot of people have, and we talk about the uh, out of the box, how to learn to think out of the box and out of social paradigms. But I talk about how you use that to re-innovate your companies. A lot of people will, when they first set up their companies or build their companies out, they'll, you know, they'll make some innovations. They'll have some processes that they use. And many times, sometimes models change or markets change or customers change or demands change. And those, those systems you've inlaid don't, don't work anymore. Or maybe you're bleeding out in one of them on a cost basis and it's losing money. And, you know, if you, if you don't patch that hole or, or, or uh, fix that wound, it's going to continue to bleed out and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about different ways that I would, I would do that where I get out of my own box. And what's really hard for a lot of entrepreneurs is, if you create something, it's really hard sometimes to to look at that and kill it off and recreate something better because mm-hmm. you're you're like, well, I made that the best I could at the time, 
but you, you have to go back in and go how do we how do we refix this how do we improve this how do we, you basically have to entrepreneur yourself entrepreneur your own entrepreneurism where you're like how do we make the widget better and you're like well we made the widget better but no how do we make the better widget better right and so i talk about some different ways and, and aspects that i did in my toolbox on how to approach those how to how to how to sandbox them how to how to really kind of get out of your own head and uh do that yeah and i've learned through the pandemic i mean you it's one thing to pivot but you constantly have to reinvent you know yeah and, and that's one of the biggest challenges so during the course of writing this book i know you came up with a lot of great stories but there was one in particular we kind of discussed a little bit about something that taught you probably one of the biggest lessons about leadership can you uh let my audience know about that success story yeah so um our very first business that went uh, really successful we built a multi-million dollar company at two thousand dollars of sweat equity um and it lasted for uh, almost 15 years, um, uh, was a, a career company. It was our mm -hmm. first brick. And these are brick-and-mortar companies, so these aren't really easy. You know, back then, you had an office. You had to buy all the hardware. You had to, you had to buy the whole office, set it up, before you can even start making a dime. It wasn't like online business. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had to apply <clears throat> for the license to the transportation board. So we applied, and uh, I put an application in, and they wrote this. Uh, really ugly letter saying it was the worst application they'd ever seen. It was high on hope and low on substance, and you're denied. That letter sits on my desk today, and I actually tell some stories in the book about how that letter saved me from uh, partners that tried to throw us in bankruptcy and, and kept me going through all these years. Um, it's a letter I always turn to and go, not today. Um, and uh, what's interesting is I, I got that turned around. I use my character and personality to talk about in the book, but using that same business model that I put forth that they denied, we took that to the market. I innovated. I tell the story about how we innovated in the marketplace and, and out uh, maneuvered all the dominant players in the marketplace. Within uh, four years, we drove two of our competitors into bankruptcy because we took over the domination of the market, stole all their business, and we drove a lot of other companies out of business. And no one could touch us in the market uh, sphere that we got into. And uh, so I talk about how I innovated, how I made that work, how I kept innovating it, and just no one could touch us. Um, and you could do this in any business where you can look at it. I mean, it might be hard to drive people into into bankruptcy. We're we're in a local market, but uh, there's different ways you can do that, and mm -hmm. and how we took over market dominance and how we led. Well, Chris, I am so looking forward to having that book in my hands. I know it's at the publishers right now, getting edited mm -hmm. and tweaked. But uh, if my audience wants to learn more about it, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, the book is up on Amazon. We're just waiting for the paperback and the hardback to get put on by Ingram Spark. But you can uh, pre-order the Kindle. You can also pre-order my site if you want some special deals like uh, the different book plates you can get. Uh, masterminds, you go to beaconsofleadership.com. The book is called Beacons of Leadership, Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. Awesome, dude. Well, it's a pleasure, and you are one away from getting that robe, the five-time nice. visitor nice. robe. Yeah, but uh, Nice. Yeah, it's great, man. I love talking with you and uh, you and your Huskies. I love seeing the pictures of you and the dogs, and, man, you're looking great, losing weight, and, uh, man, you just... Uh, you're just moving and shaking. So uh, it's always a pleasure talking with you, dude. And thanks for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. And I look forward to the next round. Thanks, man.
Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.